What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. This is Renata from the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. And I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it's episode 15. I am yeah. really excited. Sorry about, you know, me dealing with finals and being a real stupid person. You so know? I mean, that means it's our quinceanera today. Quince- oh my god, yes, 15th episode. Yeah, it's our quinceanera. <laughs> so, like, while he lives... <laughs> lips. But I mean, like, he's going to have, you know, the Mexican version of a sweet 16. Well, yeah, well, here's what we'll do. This episode is our quinceanera, so that means we have to have a dance. The vibes, yeah. You know, we have to have a, all our family there, you know, our Nino or Nina, you know, our parents. And you got to dance with the doll. <laughs> and then today, officially, you are seen as a woman in the eyes of God. So you can do it now. And so have, our episode. And you can have babies. Our episode is going to have more babies. Yeah, so there you go. See? <laughs> it shows that our podcast has some maturity now. Like, you know, yeah. it's no joke. It's taken as a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's seriously like... I mean, and, and next week, it'll be our Sweet 16, you know? <laughs> yes. Maybe I can maybe I could talk about my Sweet 16, but then again, it's not 80s. But then again... I want to talk about myself, but I can't. Okay, I'm going to stop making things confusing. But sorry I was busy with finals. I had to tell Sanch right then and there. Even though I should have told him prior, I was just so fixated on getting shit done. So, again, I apologize. But I'll find out my grade this Sunday. Yeah, Renata tends to, like, not inform when she gets stressed out or overworked. So yep. it kind of leaves me wondering, like, what the hell's going on? And I don't find out until, like, the day of we're supposed to record. I'm ready to record. And I, and then I'm like, all right, let's record. And she's like, um, can we, uh, like, maybe not record? What are we doing next week? I was like, are you serious? You're just telling me this now? I'm like, all right. <laughs> don't make me sound like a cop out. I, I mean, but it was, like- all right, well, isn't that, did that not happen? Yes, but it, it was not <laughs> So how is it any different? You flat out said, like, the day we were supposed to record, we were all set. I even said the day before, hey, do you want to record, or, you know, this day, I don't work, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And when the day came, hey, um, I have a lot of school. Work. I'm like, okay, like, why didn't you say something before and that you can't record, nerd? Because he's abusive and I can't Yeah, I beat her. Yeah, he comes, he literally wastes all of his money just to, like, come to Philadelphia and knock on my door and be like, hey, is Renata home? Uh, let me just get the door. Renata, someone's at the door for you. I think it's your co-host. What? Hey, Sanch. That's for messing up my episode. Okay, I'm going to go back to California now. Later. Were you going to say go back to Philly? Go back to 
no, it was not. Dork. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, it's episode 15, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, before we get at to the topic at hand, as I always say, and all that nonsense, and we get ready for the little dinner before we do the dance, the first dance, and then we do, you know, the all the chambalans. <laughs> they start dancing with Renata. Mm-hmm. All the, you know, Latin, you wait, Latino people know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> we get into the shout-outs. Fans. Okay, our first shout-out is Pocky underscore Cactus. He started following us about, I would say, a good week ago, two weeks ago. He seemed really interested in our show, gave us a whole lot of likes on our pictures, and I just hopefully he becomes a more serious fan as the time goes along. So I want to say welcome to the fan family, Pocky yeah. underscore Cactus. So Yes. Grazie, sir. Yes. Thank you very, 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 very much. And then I guess like my last shout out, it does, it has nothing to do with Instagram. My last shout out has to go to my little baby cousin. I mean, even though he was born in January, but like I just grown to love him so much and I made him listen to the episode. Like I had him over the other day and like, you know, I was just like playing it. And then certain, certain things I think that you said or certain things that I said that he had a little giggle to. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him, even though he's two months old and probably doesn't know what he's laughing at. So I love you. You Yay! are my life at this moment. Even though I don't know I don't know what it's like to have a son. He's not my son, he's my little cousin. So for all you guys that says, Oh, you have a kid? No, I do not have a kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, she that's does. the end of the shout-out. She has a hidden kid. Uh, um, well, that's not the end of the shout-out. That's the end of her well, shout-out. Shout I have yeah. shout-outs. Uh, I believe this is Iltino. Left a shout-out. Or not a shout-out, but left us a comment on our iTunes account for 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Oh, cramp. Cramp. Ah. What happened? I got a cramp in my leg. And I turned on the light. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm debating if I should even leave that in or not. Ah, screw it. I'm keep just going to leave keep it, it in. in. Yeah. It's All right. Okay. Well, oddly enough, before I want to say anything, uh, <laughs> what you want to call it? Uh, the Martha and Eric podcast. Did you guys, uh, I guess, because you guys are fans, did you delete uh, your comment? on? Because I only see one comment now. Before They left us one, right? On, on our iTunes? Uh, yeah. I don't see it. It's gone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you guys, I know you guys are fans, you guys listen, um, uh, did you guys delete it? <laughs> if so, if not, then I don't know. Your guys' thing is gone, sadly. But, um, yeah, Il Tino, his is there, I'm assuming, because it has his name right there, and he's telling us how awesome it is, and he's just kind of repeating as to what he said on our, on our, um, our little Q&A section. We had left the Q&A section, so it, uh, like I said, I was trying to keep the fans entertained during the week, and I thought, you know what, let's do a Q&A, and people ask stuff. Uh, actually, Martha and Eric did ask us uh, what we see, you know, the qualities in our co-host. And I was trying to be nice. <laughs> um, and it's just that, like, you know, um, I was trying, it was hard to, I didn't know how to properly write it. But that's what it was. It's like Renata has that, um, like, yeah, duh, the knowledge and stuff like that's what really makes the show work. But aside from that, she 
works well with me like she 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 sets it's like when it comes to like jokes like the, it's not like purposely she's setting up jokes for me but what it is is that she has that 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 level of like of like like that comedic mind where she'll she'll set up something like she'll set up the joke and then right there it's like i'm with me i'm boom it's like i i, I go for the hit and and that's that's what i like like you know and, and and vice versa like i'll start saying and she'll jump in on what i'm talking about and it just adds comedy so the show's just not all boring like like she helps me like she'll start saying stuff that allow me to jump in and make a joke and and we go back and forth and that's what i like because there's other shows or co-hosts or or you know or or it's just like an informative show and it's not even funny and it can be boring and that's you know it's, so it's cool like that um, and that's why I like the qualities and, and, and how Renata was saying, too, about me. Um, but the number one thing was asked. Like I said, I'm like, oh, I'll answer it on the show. But then Il Tino was like, oh, just oh, give me a tease. But then I thought, you know, for you new fans or, or people who aren't even on Instagram, but you download our show regardless. Um, a question was asked to us was, how did you guys come up with the idea for the show? And how did you guys even, like, come together and meet? Uh- all right, well, I'm going to stop you there because I think you told it the last time. I want to tell it this time, if you don't mind. All right, well, let's hear Renata's version of how we met. Because his version had to do with him and his podcast finding us. Well, this is going to be my version of us, when, of, of our podcast when he found us and how we reacted. Here we so, go. Most of you know, a lot of you don't know, that I was part of a prior podcast called The Ladies of Laughter. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. We had our laughs. But the show didn't, unfortunately, it didn't continue. Um, I still keep in touch with one of my co-hosts, and um, she's, she's, she's a great girl. If you want to know who she is, her name is Chelsea Logan. Um, she's, one, she's one of my friends on Instagram. So if you find a Chelsea Logan, don't be afraid to just follow her. She's a great gal. She's funny. <laughs> has a mouth like a sailor but um besides all that so we were um we were just about like getting recognized by a lot of viewers and everything like that and a lot of podcasts and then chelsea listeners me ladies day. and gentlemen renata has this huge oh, problem God. of constantly saying viewers or hey watch our show and watch our show. so when she says viewers they weren't Vi- like they weren't visual it was all audio it's all audio yeah. yes. but to her for some reason she you know why it, a you know show why is a show this? i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you why it's because i look at my phone and i'm watching i'm watching my phone because even though i'm listening to it i'm watching my phone that's why i say it like watch yeah like when, I, when i'm listening to it i'm all around <laughs> anyway sorry about that little grammar thing so um yeah, so Chelsea called me one day and she said, "There's this podcast that really interested in us, and you know, and they're they're great guys. They're called the Brothers Bear Podcast, and they're funny. They're this or that." And I said, "Oh, that's cool. You know, let's hit them up and see what they could do to help us out, or like what we could do for them, you know, or just become just friends." So I started messaging Sanch, you know, just to say, "Hey, I'm part of the Ladies of Laughter podcast. I heard you guys were interested in us." Da, da, da. We hit it off. It was endless. Like we, I think we just got into a topic because his background picture was um, a Monster Squad at the time, and I think that's just what set it off. Like I didn't want to come off as a boring person, so I had to find something that would just interest us both. So 
I was like, oh my God, you're interested in Monster Squad. That's really cool. So we hit off from there. We realized we loved 80s movies, this and that. And we were back and forth on the show with him. And I think he was on our episode one time, but somehow the episode got lost or whatever. So it was unfortunate about that. And um, so he, we were joking around. We were on the phone one day and he was like, you know, can you imagine if we had our own podcast, this and that, just about 80s? And I said, let's just do it. And then he was like, are you serious? Like, how are we going to do this? And I said, well, so we could do it. I said, you know, I don't have a podcast anymore and you're really tech savvy and you're interested in podcasting a lot. <laughs> so let's just try and see how it works out. And he's covering the camera, so... I was wiping it down because I noticed there was, like, glares. So I knew it was... (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not a liar. He probably was. But anyway, so that's how we got into the whole 80s podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We... um... (laughs) I'm getting distracted because he's wiping... Well, don't look at me, nerd. Just talk. I can't. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's just the greatest thing about us is that, like, we don't really care if we mess up or we, you know, we just cut off the conversation just to wonder what the hell's going on. Yeah, (laughs) it's like earlier in her stupid cramp because that's the one thing. uh, I don't, I uh, either it was, uh, one of our fans had had left a comment, either 805P or like Altino. Basically one of our fans. I'll just keep saying one of our fans. I'm not going to keep going back and forth, back and forth. But one of our fans had made a mention that I love that you guys aren't rehearsed that you guys are just straightforward and this and that and i was like i'm like yeah like we do prepare like it's like when we're gonna watch a movie like i'll watch it just to be refreshed but we're not going in being like all right renata at this point i need you you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and so on and so forth so then we crack a joke and boring yeah like we we just go with it like i mean because that's the point and and that's really i think every show should be there should be no rehearsed at all like unless you're you're shooting something or you know and and of course you're going to rehearse it you're going to have a script down and so on and so forth but when it comes to like you're you're just recording the audio like i just want normal reactions and there's tons of times where renata would start telling me something 80s related and i'm like shut up save it for the show why (laughs) do i say that and i tell her she he literally yells at me he's like renata shut up please we have to keep this for the show nerd and i'm like I just want to say it. Yeah, and she's like, I just want to say it. No, we and 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 the reason why I do that, and I tell her too, and then she'd be like, but oh, uh, and 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 at first she didn't, she didn't, she now she gets it, but earlier she would tell me like, no, but okay, well we could, you know, just I could still tell you, and then we'll just like you know act like surprise. I'm like, no, I don't want to act surprised. Like when you tell me that reaction, you're telling me on the show, I want it to be real. I want our fans to to what I'm feeling. Like they're hopefully they're feeling the same way. Like I'm not gonna fake like a oh yeah. Yeah, like wow you know and laugh and like i, I don't want to do that i want to make it real so when you want to tell me something 80s that's why i say sh- save it for the show and now she she obviously does that but that's why like our rehearsal like we have no rehearsal we f up we f up like we're we don't care about perfectionism like it's just like yeah like when i edit the show i want to make sure everything sounds clear and crisp everything plays correctly so on and so forth but when it comes to us talking who cares <laughs> we're just having fun and you guys like it and it's cool and i'm glad that you guys dig our show and we truly truly appreciate it so in reality the fan the, the the shout out is for all of you fans you guys are awesome like for for just like downloading our show and enjoying us and like saying hey like you know i i like this show i'm gonna download next week's episode and 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 just hear us 
Hmm? I mean, I think what really gets to us, I think what we really appreciate is the fact that you take the time. Because, you know, when, you, when you're doing something that you really love to do, especially trying to entertain people, you want people to react. You want people to tell you what you could do better, like, or what, how, like what you're doing is really awesome. You know, just, just the, just, just the replying back. And I think is what really, what we really love. And we're actually really shocked about like, I, I mean, I know just me talk and I think I was really shocked at how much questions you were getting, even though we are practically starting off as a, a podcast. It's only on its 15th episode. So I was really shocked at how many, like, you know, questions we were getting. Yeah. You know? I thought we were going to get, like, one. But, like, shockingly, this went on for, like, 33 or 34 comments, and I was like, damn. Yeah, we got more true. we got more conversation than we got likes. So, and that's actually what I really wanted. So, again, thank you guys so much. Yeah, because every now and again, like you'll post something and and like you'll get likes, you know. So um, instead of like people responding, but yeah, no, people actually did. They gave us a like, so that was awesome. Yeah. Oh wait, and. I wanted to do this. I already talked to Sanch about this, and this wasn't planned. This was last minute. So I don't know if any of you guys watch the show Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton. It's a really good show if you've never seen it before. He interviews a celebrity who has done outstanding work or just things that, like, you know, if, they, if they've been in a lot of movies or if they've written a lot, you know, or if they if they if they're they have a certain if they're a person that does a lot of voices and he like tells oh do this voice I mean it's just an all around great show just getting to know the celebrity one on one personally and awesome but yeah every episode he does this thing where it's the ten questions pretty much it's just something fun to do and it's just something to know so since me and Sancho are really good like not really good <laughs> we're really great movie buffs like we just we're, we're, we, we geek out over movies I just wanted to act like if Sanch was on the Inside the Actors Studio and I was James Lipton, I would ask him questions. So if you don't mind listening to this Q&A, it, it'll probably be pretty interesting. So I will be James Lipton and I will be saying, I mean, do you want to do this, Sanch? I mean, you yeah, know. Who, who cares? You you're, you have your, your, your stupid heart set on this, so just do Yay! it. Yay! He can't say no to me, folks. Alright, go. Ask your 10 questions to entertain the fans. Okay, first question. What is your favorite word? Uh, uh, <laughs> what would be my favorite word? Uh, I, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I, I have no idea. See, then you could tell this is not rehearsed, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't have a question. I mean, I know on the show, they, like... People go in, all the actors, they go in knowing their answers because they don't want them to be doing what I'm doing, like, the Not whole time. Not really. Some of them go, ah. Uh. Yeah, but that, I mean, every interview, there's a pre-interview. That's the thing. When it's for TV, they don't want dead air. Like, they're, they have, like, so, like, when people are on David Letterman, on Leno and all that, they, they already discuss beforehand what's going to be talked about. They want to do this. They want to promote that. They're going to bring up this story so that when, you know, Leno or, or, or Letterman or any of those guys are out there, the, and they ask, oh, wait, so I heard that you had this story where you met a fan and did this and that. They already know. that the, the, the person knows because there was a pre-interview beforehand. So then they're telling the story and that, you know, so you know they're doing that. But anyways, all right, my favorite word. Um, Christ, I don't, I don't have a favorite word. Christ? I'm, is it Christ? <laughs> I, I, that's just a shout. I don't know. I, I mean, I think the, 
Um, I don't know. Uh, Zamboni sounds pretty fun to say. <laughs> okay. What is your least favorite word? Renata. <laughs> um, oh, wait till I say what my least favorite uh, word is. My, my least favorite word... Um, Christ. What would be my least favorite word that I find? Um... I actually I don't know why I hate I hate the word fart. It just sounds I don't know I hate that word. Whenever fart? people say oh I had a brain fart, it's just you know I'm not a, I don't like that type of humor. Like I'm not with guys and they're like oh, I'm gonna labor. You know I hate I hate when even girls do that. Once a girl does that, they're no longer a female to me. Like they're just Ugh, you know. So um, <sighs> the word in general. So I hate that word. So I'll just say that. Okay, what turns you on? Ah, that's kind of weird. Um, well, I don't want to say. I'll, I'll just say. I mean, in a. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll just say glasses. Okay. Yeah. What turns you off? Um, glasses. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, wow. What would be? Um. Uh, you know what? There, that, like that. When when a female becomes too much like a guy, like she's all like acting like a guy, like. Like oh, I'm gonna fart, burr, and then she's all talking about oh I had to go poo and all this and that. Like the moment you do that, dude, you're a guy. Like and so I would have to say that. Okay, what sound do you love? Sound. Yeah. Um. Like an actual sound effect or something where I go burr, you know, or whatever. It could be anything. A sound. A sound. Um. I like the sounds of babies laughing. That sounds cool. It's cute when babies Aww. laugh. What sound do you hate? The, the Every time you talk. <laughs> well, I'm picking on you. Um, sound I hate. Uh, I hate uh, the, the sound I hear ever coming out of any speaker that's playing Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I hate What's that your song. favorite curse word? favorite curse word um well i mean this is considered as i guess in a sense a curse word but like w- when i say christ because i love saying that because i don't really curse at all you know but that word like really like i would say ah oh, christ and i know don't say the lord's name in vain and it's it's considered a curse word so i would have to say that christ okay what profession other than yours would you like to attempt mm, attend or like actually do attempt like what would you oh, do attempt I thought you said attend. I'm like attend. I'd rather be doing it than not attend it. Um, aside, because at that point they're actors, and you know, with right here what I'm doing. So what I'm trying to attempt. So, um, I mean, yeah. But, uh, let's just say I'll be, uh, you know, having doing this is a paid gig. Like where we're actually we're going to cons. We have panels. People want to come and see us. Like that. That would be cool. That having a career. Like we're sexy, and you know, we yeah, get mad like, booty. Now we have we have. We have a YouTube channel. And we have videos. We're, we're, we're it makes it possible where where me and Renata are actually being able to be in the same room doing a show for an audience. That would be the, the best part. Like having want to be the next, you know, Howard Stern and Robin. But but I don't do the weather. No, no. Why we don't want to be the next them because uh, we're we're not filthy. We're not like I don't want to be them. I want to be us. Filthy. Do not. Do not tear apart Howard Stern. I'm not tearing. I love Howard. Well, I haven't listened to him in years. I, the last time I listened to him when he was on the radio the last day. But what I'm saying, I'm not tearing apart. But it is. It's like 
can't it, like I'm at work. I can't listen to that like at I all because I would get in trouble. Like it, it's vulgar. It, it is vulgar. It is in the sense filthy humor because it's vulgar. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean people enjoy that, but I would get in trouble if a female walked in and she heard what I was listening to. She could file sexual harassment and and I get in trouble. That's what I'm referring to. There's That's nothing true. wrong with that. I love that show, but when I used to listen yeah, to it know. on the radio. I had to be careful because certain times they'd be doing certain things or talking about certain things. I had to be careful and put the volume down. But, um, I we mean, get, I, I don't want to be... Don't be upset. We understand. I want to be us. I don't want to be the next them. I want to be us. I mean, I mean, like, I I didn't mean it in that you sort liar. of way. Get I, out of here. I love radio, and I love listening to Howard and Robin, and I think they're just great. I, it would be awesome to be... Doing what they do, but not their show. Like, that's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. You know. All right. So, next question. Next. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Wait, what? Profession? Yeah, what would you not like to do as a profession? Anything that includes working with you. Ah, doo 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 doo. I don't know. I, I You know, I, I wouldn't want to be doing... Let's see. What kind of... You know... Being a artificially inseminating cows, there you go, or something like that, or a horse or a bull. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you once you arrive at the pearly gates? That'll do, pig. That'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. Yay, is that it? Uh, yeah, now it's me, but I already know what I'm gonna say. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna be James Lipton, and I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be two people. Two people? Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be the interviewer, and then I'm going to be the person oh, okay. getting interviewed. All right. Uh, what's your favorite word, Renata? My favorite word has to be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, because it's just a, a long word that people just... Is that a real word, though? It is a real word, actually. You know, ever since that movie came out, it actually is a real word. Well, is it in, considered? I mean, not just because you're not saying... Not really. I mean, All like, right, well, then show it, everybody knows who it is, but I don't think it's in the dictionary. <laughs> All right, scoozy. Uh, what's my least favorite word is no. Damn. (laughs) No is my least favorite word. Well, that, uh, your your father hearing this be like, wait a minute, what? She doesn't like saying no. (laughs) (laughs) You just screwed screwed yourself over on this one. (laughs) Um, yeah, I probably did. (laughs) Um, what, what turns you on? Guys, cologne. That that's what really turns me on. All right, uh, cool. I got I got on? the question, so I'll ask you now. Okay, okay. Right. So I guess what, whatever. What turns you off? What turns me off? Um, turns me uh when when guys have a problem with the way you do things. And they always ask the question, why do you do these things? So I guess, yeah, that's what turns you off when guys are just really, really just curious in that way. Mm, Okay. All right. What sound or noise do you hate? No, what sound do I love? You forgot that one. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. What sound do you love? (laughs) What noise do you love? I'm actually gonna have to agree with you on that. I do like laughter, like snorting laughter, like like a real contagious laugh. That's my favorite laugh. That's my favorite noise sound. 
Okay. What sound do you hate or noise do you hate? When, you know, like when in movies, like you, like you, you, someone gets their nails and they put it up against the chalkboard and like they make that screechy sound. Oh, like, uh, yeah. That's, that just gets me all like weirded out. <laughs> like I'm freaking out right now just thinking about it. See, what's your favorite curse word? That is an easy one. Bullshit. It just has such a nice ring to it. You know, you like, you know, like when you're really upset about something and something's just really unfair, you're like, that is complete bullshit. Like, you know, you just you do the head motion with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bullshit. All right. Uh, what profession other than what than your own would you be like to attempt? I got sneeze. Radio or acting, just just entertainment. Is that knocking? No, I'm doing it with my finger. Like I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what profession would you not like to do? What would I not like to do? Work with uh, be a trash person, trash man. Right on. All right. If heaven exists, what what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know I never had a problem with you. I always make everybody's life complicated at first. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Okay. So something happened yesterday that was a a sad day in the geek world. Um, At first I saw someone post about it, so... um, I was trying to, like, find any information about it at first. I was like, I can't see it. Um, Because there's certain sites that I visit, and then I ended up finding it, and I saw it was true, and I was like, oh, man. So uh, yesterday, uh, the geek world lost uh, Bob Hoskins. And Bob Hoskins, to relate for our films, I would have to say one of the biggest movies that he, for our childhood, um, you know, those that are my age, um, has to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, uh, he, he played Eddie Valiant and, uh, uh, you know, it just, it, I was like, wow, you know, and I mean, and for Renata's like, you know, time frame, you could even say, you know, he was in Hook. Um, uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. He was my, ca- he was my Mr. Smee. Yes. You know, he was Smee, you know, um, he was, uh, for all of us that really were dying to see an adaption of Mar- Super Mario Brothers, he played Mario, and boy, did he play Mario great. Like, I mean, in the sense of, like, just the look, you know, the the Brooklyn accent, everything about it. The rest of the movie was garbage, but Hoskins, you were like, that is Mario. Even me, when I found out he was Mario, I thought, this is awesome. I, I wanted to see this movie so much, I couldn't find one of my friends to go, like, they weren't available. I saw it by myself. That's how much I wanted to see this movie. And this movie was, I, I mean, it was terrible as a kid but it, it was great you know in the sense of like it's mario you know and danny devito yeah. was actually supposed to play mario uh but he he decided not to do it and then they brought in bob hoskins it's just sad that bob hoskins in an interview has stated that that is his worst movie making experience was making that movie and um yeah so but anyways yeah you know he played eddie valiant um but i'm not gonna talk about the movie you know i don't want to give too much about it because i figure for a tribute i would figure next week we will be doing who framed roger rabbit i know i was I've, just thinking about that yeah like, been, we should do that yeah of course i I've, I've been wanting to do this movie for a long time 
so yeah, so we're going to be doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit next week. So in, in a tribute for Bob Hoskins, that's what would be the movie. Awesomeness. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't I don't mean to sound like like a bad person with saying this, but it's kind of convenient that a lot of people who are dying lately were in such great 80s movies. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say. Listen, listen, all respect to, you know, <laughs> to him and um yeah i just went blank like who else did we do that died and we did a tribute to harold ramus nerd harold ramus yeah yeah so um that was an awkward laugh but i just found that very weird but like convenient well i'm sorry it, it's nerd it's not like we're freaking doing the the movies first and then we find out they die a week later it's just <laughs> they're dying so we're doing a tribute to them i mean I, I don't see it odd. It's, you know, I mean, it sucks because Hoskin, you know, he wasn't, like, really it's old. It's odd. I'm scared now. Like, what if, like, something bad happens to, like... Look, if Michael J. or freaking Christopher Lloyd pass away, then then I'll have, we'll have that issue. We're going to have doubts. We're going to have serious yeah. doubts about continuing All right, well, we, we really need to get into the, to the movie part of it. And it's freaking hot over here in California right now, L.A., <clears throat> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now is the time at hand for us to get into our movie. There is no Sanchez uh, soundtracks because, you know, I mean, I, and all, like, I could talk about the soundtrack, but I know I talked about it previously on when we first did the first film, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's nothing different. There is no actual music. It was a score. Um, the score is great for this film, but, I mean, we all love it. We all know the theme. I, I already talked about it, so I, I'm not going to repeat myself. Even though there was no Sanchez soundtracks back when. But, you know, it's like, okay, I, I talked about it again. I don't have to do it. So that's why it's like this week we thought we'd give you something special since we missed the week. So we're going to be doing Back to the Future Part 2. Yay. <laughs> I was just, like, watching her not all, like, sitting back, like... Just like <laughs> as I'm talking, and then like I turn, I'm like I purposely stop talking to look at her, and she's like, she sits up like, yay, <laughs> stupid nerd. Okay, so back to the future part two. I had posted something earlier, and I've said it before. Uh, um, I've said it on the show, and that's the one thing. It's like I talked about that part two is the weakest of the three, and and here's the thing: when you're when you're a kid, you could watch something, you could see something, and you can love it, but always watch it as an adult. Because you're older and you can have a new perspective on the film. As a child, growing up for many years, actually, I always considered this one the favorite of the three. Like, oh, I love part two, I love part two. Because it's like, to me, as a kid, hoverboard, wow, flying, so on and this and that. And I loved it. But when when I got older, I um, I... I started seeing like you know what no and I started I, I started putting them in order and I realized that um from the three films that I mean I really love part 3 I honestly hold part 3 really high but I mean I got to keep the original I love the original so of course it's like all right you know but the the second one in all reality I enjoy it but I put it very low and people tend to talk about that the Godfather part 3 is considered the worst of the three and that's what I labeled it. It's like, even though you have the trilogy, you have 
three movies that you love the trilogy, there's always one that's worse than the other. It's kind of like Star Wars. Everybody always says that, oh, you know, the last one, freaking Return of the Jedi, that it's the weakest of the three. Why? Because of the Ewoks. So it's like, that's why I feel, you know, and I'll get into it. I'll completely get into it. But before I start talking, I'm going to let Renata talk all Back to the Future Part 2. So there you go. Renata, first, take it away and tell us about Back to the Future Part 2. Okay. Well, I think me and Sanch are going to have a bit of a, you know, bad time because I already know why he's going to, he believes that Back to the Future Part 2 is his least favorite. I honestly don't think there's a problem with it. You know, I I don't have, I mean, I don't know, I don't have a problem with, like, you know, series or, like, you know, trilogies and, you know, I don't believe there is a weak, I mean, The Godfather, yes, we can totally agree with the third one is a weak one, but Back to the Future Part 2, I think, puts a awesome adventurous twist i mean of course like i mean if you're such a big fan of back to the future and you've seen part two and you're always that one thing i think the one thing that got gets us all mad is towards the end when he's trying to get the almanac back from biff and i think i think that's the um like like the most annoying thing i think that's the most annoying thing for me because there's moments where he just easily would have grabbed it and then there's like like and then biff just grabs it right away or like i i really hate when like or like some stupid part like you know now i'm actually starting to think that two is the worst out of the three thanks for getting me talking about this (laughs) but there is a part where he had he follows Biff like out like when they're back in 1955 when Biff first gets the almanac from the old man because the old man went back in time to give it to his younger self so he's at the dance and you know of course he's like dressed up in his like you know secret like you know uh 50s like black jacket and hat like you know secret agent man type shit and (laughs) he he jumps over this bar and lands like on this like, 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 I don't know how to put it. Like, these set of stairs. And then, like, instead of, like, Biff turns around. Instead of looking down, he turns around. <laughs> and then he reaches up to get the book. And then, like, it's like, uh, he's like, Biff Tanner? And then, like, she just turns around really quick to see Mr. Strickland. And he's like, damn. And then it's getting his hand, and then it's Maury McFly getting his hand caught from the desk because he, because you know, Mr. Strickland stole the book. (laughs) I'm just there's so many like problems. I like I love the whole like you know seeing Biff in control. Like I like that part where he confronts him. I like it up to that point, but then once he goes back to 1955, yeah, to get the book, I think that's when I don't like it Mm. because like that's when I start to turn the channel. And I got to be honest with you, and I hate when. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. You say when they go back to 1955, but you were just talking about how you like the whole adventure when he's back in 1955 trying to get the book with Biff. No, but, and I said, that's what I said. I was like, you know, I'm starting to realize that I really like. I mean, it it was good, but then it's like, oh, come on. Like, you know, where it's the least out of three. I mean, it's still fun to watch. I mean, I'm very confusing, you know. Let, Let me just. Strike that. Reverse it. Okay. I just did, like, a whole, like, Willy Wonka thing that Gene Walter says. But um, what, what I'm trying to say is that it is a fun movie to watch. It's very adventurous. But as you are a fan of Back to the Future, and when you turn it on and you've seen it many a times, you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's just that annoying part of the movie because like you know you want him to get the book already you know you want him to like it's just like 
I don't know. I guess as you watch it more, it just like turns into unnecessary scenes. Like, are you just trying to do this just to make the movie go on longer, you know, and whatever? But it's just, I mean, it's a good movie. I like it. I'm just gonna keep going on. I'm gonna be repeated. It. I'm gonna be repetitive. <laughs> yeah, repeated it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's. I, I think like if I had to pick an if I had to pick an annoying part about that movie, even though I do like the movie, yeah, it has to be that. I could have just said that, and it would have been talking about. Yeah, you moron. <laughs> All right. Well, then, do you want me to just to get into it, just right up in front? I mean, because you know, I am gonna get into it because then at that point we can debate, go back and forth. If you have any comments. All right. Look, here's the thing about why I. It's like okay, I have a love hate relationship with Back to the Future Part Two. Oh, and Renata, I'm not turned looking at you because I'm talking directly to the microphone, just because like I don't want the the fans of the laptop picking up and then you know so. That's why I'm like, when you're looking at me, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at a microphone. Um, so it picks up clearly. But anyways, I don't even know why I, I said that you, on the air. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's like, I have a love-hate relationship. Because it's like, yeah, it's a part of the trilogy. There are things that I enjoy about the film. But in reality, the reason why I don't like it, because it was a lazy movie. Like, seriously, it was a lazy movie. I mean, okay. I It's like... I get the whole future thing. It's like, you know, one of the things uh, Zemeckis said even before he ended up uh, doing part two was that he he didn't he doesn't want to do movies that take place in the future because he said movies in the future always get the future wrong. And here's the thing. Next year is freaking 2015. And we are near nowhere close to looking like 2015. Back when, when this movie came out in, what, 89? The freaking this yeah in 1989 this movie i mean yeah you could easily be like oh in 2015 man look how many years is that from here oh that would be a long time it was like what it was uh how many how, what's 20 uh, how many years is that from uh 90s is it zero 10 yeah to 25 years that's 25, 25 years to the to the point so yeah you could assume that that's going to be our future but no it doesn't look that way but anyways aside from the fact of that it's like the whole like oh the future the hoverboards yeah then the like that just being like a kid or 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 anybody being like oh the it takes place in the future that is so cool the DeLorean is flying like this is awesome because at the end of part one they tease us they tease us and they fly away like oh what the hell the DeLorean flies he runs out he's like he's like Marty someone's going to bury you know he's like what we become a bunch of assholes or something you know and and they go away and they fly away he's like you got to come back with me. And they had no intention of doing a sequel. They just want to do that and have it fun. But then it's like, all right, we got to go off on this. Like, now we got to create a sequel. It made a lot of money. The studio wants a sequel. So we got to base it on the end part. But all they did was recreate part one within part two. It's like, yeah, it's a future scene. But you're seeing the exact same chase scene. You're seeing the whole malt shop scene where he goes, he goes... He goes and sees Biff, and he's like, "Remember, just say no," you know, and 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 it's like he goes, and then Biff is like, "He's on." Since when did you become the physical type? You know, <laughs> and and he's like, you know, he's like all fine when he has the bat, and he and he gets his pets free, and he sees the kids. Elijah Wood, his first film ever. He's like, "That's like a baby's toy" when he's using the gun, and and that's a setup for the third film. But still, like, all that whole thing we saw in part one, even Biff makes a reference to it. Old-time Biff is like, he's like, oh, man, this looks familiar. Or whatever. I can't remember his line. But he's like, 
it's the exact same scene because it's created. It's like, oh, you kind of get that nostalgic kick, but they didn't write anything new. All they did was recreate, you know, um, the scene. And it's like, yeah, they add the part. The only thing that was different was when 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 Marty flies into the middle of the fountain area and and he doesn't. He goes, and then you see that one. He's like, yo, Bozo. He's like, he's like, you know what? Hoverboards don't work on on water. Unless you have power. <laughs> and that right there is freaking Bruce Lee, the guy who played Bruce Lee. And then he's like, and he gets his board and oh, pit bull. And oh, he's like, batter up. And then they fly yeah. out there. And all, that that obviously was all new. That was a whole new setup right there because that didn't happen in the first one. In the first one, they just crash into manure. But that was the thing. It's like all they did was recreate the scenes. Now, the stuff that I... I'll just upfront say the stuff that I enjoy is I like, like Renata was saying, the stuff that took place that we didn't see. Now, that was awesome. So, like, when, when you like when you saw Marty, like, off, like, okay, the part where they're in the car and Marty kind of slides up, up against the car and, and you see an adventure happening... That's perfect. See, that I enjoyed because it's like, okay, we're getting something completely new. They had to write something new. But that whole intro part was dumb. Like, it just, it didn't, I didn't like it. Like, it's just like, all I did was like, hey, it's part one, but now it's in the future. That's it. That's all it is. It's la- it's just lazy. It's lazy writing. But here's another thing. They, they wrote themselves a huge problem because, honestly... Part two should never have existed. Part two should never have existed. And the reason why I say that, it's all in part three. At the end of part three, what happens at the end of part three? Aside from the little kid who's like grabbing his crotch on the train. If you ha- if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Back to the Future Part 3, little kid on the train. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But that scene, um, freaking, uh, no, what's her name? Um Blair. No, no, no. What's the Marty's girlfriend's name? I was I wanted to Jennifer. say, huh? Jennifer. Jennifer. There we go. She's like, he's like, but I have this note and and it's erased. And he's like, of course it's erased, you know. And he's like saying, because it hasn't happened. He's like, the future you make it, whatever. I can't quote it, but he says something basically that you, the future you make it out to what you want to be. So obviously that note erased because it takes place in the future. It hasn't happened. So. There's no reason for Marty and them to travel to the future to stop something that hasn't happened. I mean, all it is is like, Marty, something's got to be done about your kids. Okay, what happens? All right, on this date, this is going to happen. So just make sure you tell your kids. Like He was still learning because in the first one, Doc, like he is Doc. He's like, so Doc, where are you going to go? He was like, oh, 30 years, you know, or something like that. He's like... Well, what is that line, Santry's? Like, well, where are you going to go? About 30 years or something like that. Like, well, look me up. Yeah. And then so he goes back. But he must have caught something. He probably just went 30 years into the future in, you know. And he probably saw something bad. And he probably, because he witnessed it. And he was like, you know, I really hope this doesn't happen to, you know, Marty. But I got the time machine so I could fix this for him because I don't want his life to be, I don't want his son to be a screw up or this and that. I don't want to have to deal with problems. So he was still learning, I guess, about time travel, you know, because it was his first time heading to the future. You know, he really didn't test the thing out. And now he realizes that, like, you know, it's the future. You make it out what you want it to be. It'll, if you, I mean, you have, it's all about decision-making, you know? But yeah, he, of course, but it's still stupid because in the past, he knows up front. He already knows the how time travel works. He knows for a fact. He knows if you mess with something in the past, 
of course you're 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 gonna screw everything up like you you can't because it's already been written so you're gonna rewrite the past and he perfectly explains it during part two but he doesn't know about the future he doesn't he's he's that stupid to be like oh yeah if it happens tomorrow like i already know it's gonna happen tomorrow i can just change it it's like they don't have to travel to that day and he doesn't have to pretend he's his son to rewrite the future that hasn't been written yet that that that's the part that's so dumb and that it, i and honestly it was just i believe the writers just wrote themselves in a corner it's like you know it was a good ending because it left you like oh what you know he has to go do something about his kids like that's entertaining that's fun the car flies up ooh, that's fun but then when it came to it like hey we want a sequel crap now what do we do and that's the part that i don't like it's just like like the whole whole all of part two didn't have to happen why because they don't you know and then here's another thing like aside from like that that whole issue about the future like it's like it hasn't even happened like marty could literally be like hey okay on this day don't do this don't do that if he's so worried about his kid he could easily tell marty and be like oh and on this day you're gonna get in a horrible car crash like so make a movie though huh it doesn't make a movie well, I, 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 I that's, get, I that's get, the only. That's the only. I well, guess. See, I, I, like, yeah, that it's a cop out. Obviously, it's a cop out. It doesn't make a movie. Sure, it doesn't make a movie. But at the same time, if it doesn't, it, it doesn't make a movie. Yeah, but write something that makes sense because then all you're doing is destroy. Look, part three makes logic sense because it takes place in the past. He, it could have happened even at the end of part one where, where Doc could have accidentally got shot back in time. So that's why I really love part three. It, it takes place in the olden times. It's like, all right, this has to do with time travel. It's so great. And you see things happening. You see the ancestors and all that. But when it comes to the the second one, that's the one where they're just they're they're messed up, they're effed, they're effed up because they screwed themselves. Because it's like, how do I do this now? The part where Biff gets the almanac and messes up the past, see that right there starts making sense because it's like, okay, now we got to go back in time to fix the past so that the future is fixed. But going into the future and fixing the future where the future hasn't happened doesn't that just doesn't make any effing sense whatsoever unless in somewhere it says like the future stays the future no matter what unless we change it then okay but at the end of part three it flat out says hey the future hasn't happened of course that note doesn't say you're fired because that future is gone it it's whatever you make it you know it's whatever you do and so on and so forth you know marty decided not to race he changed his future right then and there. So there's no reason for him to go into the future or, or go stop and stuff because he changed it himself. Like, and, so, and that, so that one thing could have changed everything. I mean, like, people, like, you can make one, you could do one thing right, but then you could do another thing wrong, which I don't understand. Like, I mean, like, so, like, I did one good deed. I didn't go into a drag race and, you know, destroy a car. So that explains that I'm going to be successful in the future and not deal with needles. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and and that's why. Go eat drug. What's the war? I saw you. Yeah. You are terminated. Yeah. Read my facts. I know when I when I was a kid, I I thought he would say fox. He's like, read my fox, and I was like, fox. What the hell is he talking about? Oh, you know what I didn't understand, and I still don't understand to this day. What? Where Jennifer sees her older self, and they both say something the exact same time. Oh like, yeah, what? yeah. 
And well, when I was a kid, I had trouble understanding that. But like when I got older, like I could hear it's like, oh, one of them says I'm old. The other one says I'm young. And then they both look at each other and faint. Oh, they they I believe said something at the same time, like mean like the same thing. No, well they they technically they do say the same thing, but worded differently. Like almost, I mean I know I just said that weird myself, but they do say something at the exact same time. So when they say I'm, they're both saying I'm, and one says old, one says young. So that's why it's hard to understand, but it's cool because <laughs> yeah, one sees themselves as young, one sees themselves as old. But I mean that that whole future scene right there and all that, like that's cool because I it's love like that stuff. yeah, like it's written in, it's new, it wasn't original like in the old film. Like they added that there was no reason for it, you know. But it was all there, like you know. Cause they could... I'm still waiting for that, you know. Um, what is it? Hydrate level four, please. Are you talking I'm about that? I'm waiting for that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, well, I I want to see that. Like, I want to freaking see the day. Damn, you sure know how to hydrate pizza. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, come on, like you know, <laughs> I want to see that. Or or, but it's funny because like you know they they're they're taking phones like in the living room like like they have like the they're on the phone with the eyes or whatever the glasses. I mean, it's almost like we don't have glasses. I mean, unless you do google glasses but looking at our phones like i could easily facetime and see renata's face like you know she could and and it's like certain little things like that like do exist you know but not everything where's hydrate level four hydrate level four please you know and um (laughs) and then the tv with all the massive channels the big screen yeah that exists now you know you could have all these channels and stuff like that um but like i said um those those little things like that those are fun yeah I, 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 but again and then also too like here's here's some questions like here, here's one main question I was watching part two the other day and it's like we we brought this up on the first one um and it was like at the end of Back to the Future Part One I mean especially me like if I'm if I'm a kid and I have a friend with someone or not even a kid I'm a teenager and then I'm an adult I'm gonna easily be like. Uh, you look exactly like that guy I met back in 1955. Like, what the hell? This guy looks remotely familiar, you know? I mean, and how does, like, Biff in the future not know who Marty is if he came across Marty? Like, exactly. Or, or, or like, George and Lorraine, you know? Well, that's how... what I just said. Yeah. I think that's what Biff. But more so Biff, especially now, because now Biff, there's a new adventure that happened where he's chasing them down the tunnel where they filmed, you know, Toontown for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that whole tunnel scene. There's that part where, where, um, you know, Marty, he's in the car, he's trying to get the, and then Biff is trying to run him over, all that stuff with the hoverboard, that whole scene and everything, and then Biff crashes. How can you not forget that? Who did that to you? You're never going to forget that person's face. So wouldn't it be awkward and weird that when Biff travels to the future, he's going to be like, man, that kid, your kid looks exactly like the guy who destroyed my thing. And knowing that you saw weird stuff, like you looked up and you saw a car flying and you crashed and all that, obviously you're going to question, like, what the hell is going on here? And even as an old Biff, he saw the car when he runs out. He's like, Marty, you know, here, I forgot your keys or something like that. And then the DeLorean flies away. Biff already knows. So when they travel back to that day, Biff is going to be like, holy hell, you're the guy responsible for all my stuff. So he kind of like screwed himself over. Like, what's going to happen then? Is Biff going to be so angry? He's like, you destroyed my life. I'm going to kill you now. I mean, it's kind of like he, they just messed up again in the future. Not now if Biff George could... McFly bumps in. 
Now, Biff, don't con me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right, you're right. I, I was just, I was just starting the second coat right now. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Fly. I mean, I'm just, you know, he's starting like, the second coat. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, that Biff, such a character. He's like, yeah. No, I love when he just gladly walks in the door. <laughs> oh, with like, a box. He's like, all happy, like, hey, your, your book just... Mr. Just... Fly. Oh, hi, Marty. I think it's your new book. <laughs> and they're, See, like, standing right next to, like, Lorraine and George when, like, you know... I mean, we talked about it when we, when our, I think it was our second episode. We talked about it. It's like, how can they be friends with someone who, who basically attempted rape on his, on his now wife? You know, I'm not going to want this guy around. He would have been arrested. Like, dude, you know, like, hey, this ain't no peep show. You know, it's just like, dude, like, how's, I don't know. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, they wrote themselves. Like, like, it's just like, there, okay, there's clever things they did. I got to admit this. I think the most, the the, the 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 smartest thing that they did was like okay when you watch back to the future part one when you see in 1955 back in the day you see christopher lloyd you know doc brown and he's supposed to look young when it's in the future he looks older he they have to make him look older right an old man so in part two they figured like well we can't always have him make him look old because now it's just current he's not traveling back in time so what they did is like right in the beginning when they first showed up and you see him pulling off stuff in which I never understood what that scene was when I was a when I was a kid as I got older. He said like he visited a rejuvenation clinic. So when he removes the old, you know, prosthetics, it's like, yeah, you know, now now I look young. Now he could look the way he should look at that time. So that that was that was pretty clever. I like how they did that. They wrote that in so that now Christopher Lloyd doesn't have to wear old old man makeup. So I thought that was clever. I, I gotta admit. You know the 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 power laces. Hmm? You look great. Like he looks confused. He's like, You look great, Doc. And he's like Yeah, you know <laughs> he takes off this thing. Yeah, and then and then you know that cool little scene with like, you know, Roger Rabbit, the guy who plays Roger the voice of Roger Rabbit, he goes he's like, Man, if I could only travel back, I would have put a little money on the cubbies. You know, and then he's like What'd you say? He's like, he's like, I said, if I could just, you know, if if I would have known, I would have put a little bunny on the cubbies. And he walks around and he walks away and he goes to like the the store and then he sees the, you know, Grace Sports Almanac. You know, he sees it there and he sees like, oh, here's a little invention of the 20s. Like, it's called the Dust Buster, you know, and you see all these cool little things all ambling. Like, you know, you see the Jaws video game. You see all these cool things that relate to stuff. So there was little things like that that was cool because that was newly written. It didn't require part one. Um, but like I said, they, they borrowed too much from part one. They just said, oh, let's just use a lot of part one and just include them in there instead of writing writing completely new things they all all they did was just use part one and threw in new scenes you know and that's where i thought it was late instead of getting a whole new adventure creating a a whole new chase scene doing something different instead they kind of just borrowed from part one as to where part three they didn't borrow anything they just flat out have um everything in the past you know it's like it's all it's a whole new story and i like that you know and and that's why like i i it's why i have issues with part two now you could easily agree with me you could disagree i mean honestly i know people are probably still gonna disagree i disagree yeah she still disagrees but think about it like it's in the future this whole movie right there that's the only argument you cannot like try to try to debate me people like it takes place in the future. You can't. You, you come can't. at me, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I'll school you. Exactly. That that movie didn't even. If you're, I, I, I um, 
there's a if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, go listen to Twin uh, Twin Pines Mallrats. Uh, uh, if you listen to that episode, Kevin Smith gives a perfect example of how that scene when when Doc shows up to Marty and says, we got to go to the future and prevent, you know, your kids, you know, from doing this and that. He gives a perfect example of how it could have been solved, because in reality, that moment, it could have been solved. He's like, wait, what happens? Oh, OK, we don't have to go in the future. Why? Because I'll make sure my kids don't leave the house that day. That's it. Or, you know, I, I mean, it's like he's just like with the letter from the first one. You, you know, like, remember how I said, you know, Doc, you, you're going to be shot on this day. Make sure you have any precautions necessary. Exactly. That, 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 that made sense because he's warning them about the future. It's like, look, this happens in the future. There's a there's ways of changing it. So what did what they see? That's what, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Renata, because in the very beginning, that's a perfect example of how you could change the future is by notifying in the past. So he had opportunity to be like, hey, Doc, and on this day, on this night, you're going to get shot. All right. So protect yourself. Yeah, I don't know how he even had the letter because he rips it. He complete. You see it in scene. He completely. Yeah, but he puts it back in his pocket. He does. He does a perfect fold. Like if you, if you think about it, he did a four. So, so you think it's taped up? Like he it was, retaped it, was, it. He taped it up. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, tape. I never thought of that. Uh, that he could have just maybe. I guess because it, it doesn't. You didn't it doesn't tape look. Tape on paper. No, it didn't even look like that. Oh my. There's tape on the paper. All right, fine. Tapes it back I, I had no idea, honestly, because oh, I for no, years, for years, I would always that. be like, "Your fans, oh, oh my god!" I, how, I can't even tell. How can you Seriously? even tell? All right, I'm gonna watch it. It's hard to tell that there's even any tape, but still, all right, Yo, you, you could be like, yeah. "All right, fine." He taped it. Were the terrorists? They didn't die. They just crashed and flipped their car. That's all they did. They crashed and flipped their car. Like they didn't, they didn't die. Like what happened to the terrorists? Like seriously, they're like when Marty flies away, Doc Brown is dead. Marty goes into the future or the past, I mean, and the terrorists crash. And there's a story. The terrorists, who cares? They they have to just leave. But when Marty goes back and he and the, and the terrorists crash, you see the car crash and flip. How the, they didn't die? It would have made more sense for the 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 rocket launcher to go off and the car explode and the the terrorists are dead. But what happened to the terrorists at that moment? They didn't die. The car just flipped. They didn't even flip that hard. So there's no way those terrorists would have died. Like I want maybe that they, answer. Maybe they just knocked themselves out because it was a because they fell into. But they're like still a, alive. Like a, so they could if they were able to find Doc Brown at a mall at the Puente Hills Mall, then they could easily find him anywhere else. Because he's like, I don't know how, but they found me. I don't know, but you know, and he gets all freaked out and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, okay, they were able to find him. They're gonna find him. They're freaking terrorists, so they're not dead. So they're gonna keep looking for him. So why didn't they do an adventure like that? You know, continue the second series that way, where it's like now the terrorists are after them or something. I don't know. You know, it, like that's what I'm saying. That's how, like, they follow them. Like somehow they get caught in like the the space time continuum. Yeah, who knows? Like you know, kind of like Napoleon. That would have been fun. And the terrorists are like following. And they should have. They should have like put like you know bill and ted mixed in with you know marty and the doc yeah, like see. like i think that would have been a really cool movie yeah see yeah. Or, or, or like that or like you know say the terrorists travel back in time and they realize like oh we have these terrorists so it's like here here's these terrorists i want you to take them out to have them take them a good time take them no movie or something and then terrorists are like Le grazie. whatever just eat it <laughs> 
<laughs> but like I said, I'm really shocked about you. You didn't know that the the letter was taped back up. It was hard to to see it. You know, like so honestly, every time I see that movie, I can't tell that it's taped up. So that I always wondered, like he ripped it. Like how the set. You know how how how's it taped up? You know, so I mean, I'm still watching it on on its original release. I'm not seeing it on Blu-ray. Once it's on high def, maybe I can see it clearly because you have the the Blu-ray edition, right? Yes. Exactly. So it's clear. So I need to watch it on Blu-ray. Now I'll, I'll probably I notice. I even noticed it without that. I never even even back when because I, I always thought that was stupid. I'm like, it doesn't even look ripped. I'm like, it doesn't look ripped at all. Like, how is that even possible? So, but like I said, oh my, part two is terrible. Dear. If you want to try to convince me, change my mind. Go ahead. If you could put a a, a, a logical, you know, um, I don't know. I can't think of the word. But if you know, but like I said, my mind is set because. Again, part two never had to happen. You know, it it never had to happen. Like, the the whole future scene didn't have to happen. Like, that's the one thing that bothers me. The Ladies future. Ladies and gentlemen, at this moment, I am going to prove that Sanch needs to get his eyes checked. Why? Click that. You click it. Click it right now, and you will see the tape. Do you see the tape? How it's outlined? Where the. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're right. I only see one strand. I mean, you could easily tell how I could not freaking see that since it's a... There's not one strand. No, no, no. The only one strand is kind of easy to see, kind of. But even so, when I'm looking at this image, it is so clear and so, like, crisp that this is obviously the Blu-ray image. I could have, I could even I could have even seen it from... Because I have the set. I have the old DVD set, you know, in the blue case. Like, the blue sliding you know like the special edition yeah like that's why like i i swear like seriously when i when growing up for many years i always like wonder like it he ripped it like it doesn't even look ripped and seriously i never knew that he i mean in my mind it's kind of retarded to even think like oh he could have just easily taped it but i couldn't even see the tape markings that i'm like he ripped it like how the hell did he tape it even back up but renata's pointing out like no he ripped it perfectly that i'm like i guess so you're right you know but even at the same time, like I said, it still doesn't excuse the whole part two movie because part two just blows, you know, it's just in the sense of like everything that happened. It's just it, when it comes down to it, part three, the end of part three totally just abolishes all of part two. That moment when Doc says it's in the future, it hasn't happened. You make the future what you want to be or whatever the hell. I can't quote it, but whatever he says in that line right there, that whole little his dialogue it just it totally erases what happened in part two because it's in the future and it hasn't happened when they travel back in time perfectly makes sense because it's in the past they got to change the past in order to change the future but once you're going into the future to change the future to change something that hasn't happened there's no reason for it you know they could have easily put ski masks on and like you know bagged marty and made sure he didn't have to go and nothing would happen he didn't have to even go and say just say no he didn't even have to show up they just had to they could have easily just knocked out marty taking him or his his marty jr taking him somewhere left him there and 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 he would have never been there he would he would have never said yes but again it takes place in the future there's no need for anything that has in the future if you can as long as you control it in the past so that's why i say you know to part two there it's two it's like godfather part three what is the issue with godfather part three everyone talks about you know sofia coppola 
her acting. It's terrible and this and that and the whole incest thing and all that. So, but as a movie, as a, as a whole movie, there are things that are good about it and this and that. But there's still that 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 cr- you have to admit that crack. Yeah, there's that crack in the movie that's like ah, it's just it's not. There's still that issue, and that's about the that's what's wrong with part two. It's like yeah, it's 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 a good inclusion for the whole trilogy, but just that future, all that nonsense and blah, just get rid of it. Well, like, the, all I could say about Godfather 3, that what they were trying to, what the whole goal was about was Michael realizing that what he did in 2, like, all his life as being the Godfather, he was being an evil bastard, and it was going to come back to him, and that's why his daughter was shot. You know, you take, you know, you took your brother's life, you know, you're going to, someone that you love is going to be taken from you. Yeah. You know? So that's the whole point about that. But the cousin is super hot. I think I would... No, I'm not even going to say that. No, no. But, like, he's hot, but no. <laughs> I just called myself. <laughs> uh, and anyway, but seriously, like, we got to get my parents. Like, let's just talk about the Godfather. And, See, and another thing. Here's another thing that people always, always talk about. It's like, this is why I like... um Looper. If you've ever seen Looper, Looper's that movie with Bruce Willis and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and that movie has to do with time travel and this and that. And there's a that. there's a scene in the in the end. I, this is spoilers right here of, of this movie. If you haven't seen, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I apologize. So I'm telling you, now, I hate when people spoil the movie and then they say, "Oh, spoiler," because that's so stupid. Like, there's no point in saying spoiler if you already spoiled it. So that's why I'm saying spoiler now. So if you haven't seen Looper and you're planning on seeing it for some reason, like you know then don't hear this part. But at the end, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, the younger Bruce Willis, realizes, like, oh, in order to change the future, I need to change the now. So what he does is he kills himself. The moment he kills himself, future future self disappears automatically. Boom. Why? Because he just ended himself then. So the, the, the whole future has been rewritten. Everything changes in that instant, and he disappears. So... The moment Biff travels back in time, you know, because this is, again, they wrote themselves into, and I know a lot of you, just let me explain. Look, they wrote themselves into a corner in this one because the moment he travels back in time and he gives them the almanac and he has it in his hands, at that point, the future should change. The whole future will change the moment he has his late. So that means whatever decisions he makes from that point forward is going to change. So there's no way that Biff can travel to the future with the DeLorean to the normal future because it says it right there. There's that part where they're on the chart. They say, it's like, well, we could just go to the future and stop him. Yeah, but if we go to the future, we're going to the alternate future of 1985. He's like, we need to go back to 1955 because if you know because if we try to go any if we go forward we're on this timeline because there's two timelines where where's the moment where he gives them the book there's the regular timeline the one that they've always lived and then there's the alternate where it becomes different where he does that line that goes down and forward so that means anytime they travel forward they're traveling forward to that current future so that means that the moment biff traveled back to the future from that when he gave himself the book he would be traveling to that alternate 1985 so there's no way possible he could have traveled to that time frame and i know there's a deleted scene where it shows biff get out of the car and he starts to disappear but still that that still doesn't make any logical sense why 
because he would have traveled to that future because that, that once he once he he goes forward one day it's already a different day in a new alternate universe basically so that that right there again that's not feasible that doesn't make sense and that's why they screwed themselves with the future of traveling to the future and all that and that's why i say part two has so many issues that's why when they travel back in time it's easy to mess with them this and that and they need to correct it they travel back in 1885 you know all those things or all that stuff that happens is perfect because it's in the past. As long as they do this, you know, when they save, you know, Clayton Ravine, when they save her, now it's a Shonash Ravine. Like, oh, okay, now the future's written different, all this and that. So that's that's what makes sense. But for that part, like, that's why part two, there's just so many issues. You know, it's like they, they, they screwed themselves. You know, they could have easily, easily written just something new, like, you know, do something different. But instead, they screwed themselves and went the, you know, the hard way. I mean... Like I said, you could either, you know, we could either do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I mean, where are we at? Oh, okay, cool. We're, I mean, we're in good timing, but that's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I, I could just. I think we pretty much hit every single issue. And what's funny is that, you know, normally when we talk about movies, we talk about the stuff we love about it, the soundtrack, our favorite scenes and this and that. And all I really, you you did that, all I talked about really was just why I don't like it. This is horrible. <laughs> getting this up but, here. I mean, that's the point. We're going we, <laughs> to, we just gave people a different take and a different look at Back to the Future Part 2. You know, like normally we give you trivia yeah, no, and we give you. I don't want to freaking watch it anymore. Yeah, I mean, please, please, fans. I know there, the, you guys listen, you guys download our show. You know, email us. We have an email address. If you don't want to go on our Instagram, you don't have Instagram, email us. Go to our, our email, and it's um, 88. It's just the flat, the number 88, and it's miles, written out miles per hour, podcast at gmail.com. Write us. Give us your thoughts. Tell us what you think about any episode, any questions you have comments or go to our instagram um if you want to debate me you want to yell at me go for it i'm not gonna get mad at you because in in the end it's just like you know doc brown says about the future i'll kind of like trying to reword it where it's like you know hey it you make you make it out it's your own opinion so you make it out to what you want to be it's your decision you hate it you love it hey you know hey to each their own that's 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 cool you know um it's just like but my mind is set you could try to talk to me about it that's fine i mean if you want to say no and tell me how wrong i am hey i'll hear you out doesn't mean like i'll 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 agree with you and be like okay you're right but it's just like you know i just wanted to share my opinion because people have been questioning like how can you say part two what and i'm like but i give like perfect logical explanations as to why i think part two was just unnecessary you know it really was i mean as in all you know it, didn't, it just it didn't work out you know and the the past works when you time travel stick to the past don't stick to the future we're traveling back and forth because then it became it becomes messy and it's kind of hard to work on that but yeah so um never, this, re- never regret anything that you do because it always has a meaning so don't try to change your past yeah and don't try to change your future exactly so yeah all right perfect so there we go um like i said i didn't really give you like cool um uh like, yeah you know because normally we 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 love giving you guys uh trivia the only trivia 
that I gave you really was the whole Doc Brown rejuvenation clinic thing, you know, because I thought it was really clever. It's a really a smart scene to fix an issue like, oh, how are we going to do this? Okay, you know, but like I said, there, there's so much trivia that, I mean, probably you, you maybe know about it. I mean, a lot of our fans are from, are Back to the Future fans, so you probably know all of this. So that's why it's like we gave you something new and we gave you our opinions and our thoughts. All right, cool. So, so there you have it. So now it's that special time where... Where is it at? Boom. My San, you know, uh, Sanchez 80s song of the week. So I've been giving you uh, my soundtracks. And um, who was 805 OP saying that he, he loves my, my choices in music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, for Also, El Tino. Oh, was it El Tino? It was somebody. I don't know. Maybe it was both of them. Both um, of you. Yeah, of both of them. Um. Uh, yeah, th- thank you for you guys enjoying my music. Uh, it's just, you know, my, my collection of, like, new wave-ish music, you know, things that have keyboards. I, I love, you know, it's just the, whatever I'm feeling at the time, the mood is like, yeah, I'm going to give you guys this one. And I'm glad, you know, and I, I try not to give you the, the the typical, you know, mainstream. Like, you know, I ain't going to give you, you know, Jenny 8675309. Like, no, I'm like, you, you know. always make fun of me for that. Yeah, I, that's why I point that out, you know. But I'm going to give you stuff, hopefully, you, you know, like, like I, the, the artist I'm going to give you today, you're, you're honestly going to think I'm choosing one song, but I'm choosing another song that I honestly hugely like. And today is a, uh, I'm giving you Thomas Dobley, uh, or is it Dobie? I don't know. I always get ragged on for saying it wrong, but I'm, I'm just going to say Dobley because there's an L there. <laughs> but uh, you might think, oh, he's going to do, you know, she blinded me with science, you know, but I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to give you another song that I like. I, I actually was introduced to this song because of a video game that I played. It was called Vice City, Grand Theft Auto's Vice City, the game that took place in the 80s. And there was a station called Way 104, you know, and they played this song. It's called Hyperactive. This, I love, seriously love this song, Hyperactive. If you if you haven't heard it, just wait till the end of the episode. You'll hear this song. It's it's so great. The bass line, I mean, I love. I love that cool, like, just that sound. That... Like, you just hear the bass. And then you have this, like, sounds like a little kid. It's a female, obviously. But, like, singing along, you know, uh, yelling. And because I have a high voice, I could usually do that stupid high voice. You know, but it, it just sounds great, like the way it sounds, and it's like, doo, 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 doo. and you also have the old man, almost like you know, she blinded me. Which signs? You gotta have an old man in there again. He's like, oh, tell me about your mother. You know, you hear a cool guy like an old man talking, and yeah, you hear the the the, the little kids like hyperactive when I'm small, hyperactive. You know, it's just like, oh, dude, this song's like, I don't know, I love it. I honestly, and it, and it made Grand Theft Auto enjoyable because I remember I got stuck on a certain level. And I always was playing that that song when because I'm a perfectionist. So when I when I would die, I would reload where I last saved, so I could try to complete the whole game without dying once. So when you know when I pass a mission, it's like oh, it didn't take me seven tries to pass a mission. So once I died on a mission or failed it, I would reload to where I was gonna start the mission. So whatever song was playing on the radio at that moment would be. So there was I remember there was a level where it was hyperactive, and it, I had to do. I think I had to like go to a, like a Haitian neighborhood or something like that and had to do a drive-by and then you just hear hyperactive it's a hyperactive when I'm small I, I again hyperactive when 
and you know, so I, I heard it a lot, and I really loved the song. And I'm like, hey, this is because I remember the first time I'm like, oh, Thomas Do- Thomas Dobley's on this, and I'm like, hey, where's she blinding me with science? And I was mad because I didn't know this song. I'm like, what the hell? But then when I heard it, I was like, hey, I like this song, and I looked up more of his his stuff that he has. And yeah, check out. Um, this is a great song. Like I said, you you hear it at the end. I try to give you guys uh, different things. Um, yeah, so so there you have it. So uh, Thomas Dobley with Hyperactive, um, and then we'll we'll probably be giving you a future another Thomas Dobley, uh, some Howard the Duck perhaps because I love that song. So yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's basically it. So what's going on, Renata? What you got? Nothing. Uh, I think we hit all the points, and I think you know, honestly, good choice of song. Yeah. Um. I'm very much like chilled at this moment. This moment, I think we should think we should just uh, call it a call it an episode. I just, you know what? I just want to point out because I read some information right now. I should have said this. Um, I'm finding this out right now. I'm reading it, so it's actually pretty cool. I should have pre-read it, but um, it says according. Th- this is from Thomas Dobley, so it's coming from his mouth. He said he initially composed this song for Michael Jackson, so he wrote this for Michael Jackson, whom he met in 1982. But then he decided to record it himself since he never got any feedback from Jackson after sending him a demo tape. So that means that he wrote this and he sent it to him, never heard back. So he said, F it, I'm going to do it myself. F this. (laughs) And he released it in 1984 from the album The Flat Earth. Yeah. Wow, I, I mean, imagine Michael Jackson's version of this. I mean, Michael Jackson has another song that I think really features some awesome bass line, and it's Speed Demon. If you know which song, it's off the album Bad. If you know the movie Moonwalker, it's the part where he's a claymation rabbit, and he's riding around, and it goes... It's like a, just a cool bass line. I'm heading for the motor. You know, it's all Michael Jackson awesomeness. So, but yeah, but this one has a great bass line. Seriously, here, if you're a fan of bass, you'll like this. It's a cool, like, 80s style, like, do-do-do. It's almost like that bass line from freaking, um, what's that damn? Oh, eyes without a face. Uh, Billy Idol, there you go. Eyes without a face. What I'm an, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that song, because it has a little cool bass line. You know how it goes. Yeah, that song. Yeah, when it goes, on, or is it Flesh for Fantasy? No, it's flesh for fantasy. Flesh, flesh, flesh for fantasy. Yeah, it is that one. That's the song that has the bass line in it. But yeah, but I mean, like I said, I, 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 I freaking just love doing stupid sounds and singing the songs. But yeah, all right, there you go. Hyperactive. Check it out. Stay tuned for the end of the episode. Give us feedback, please. Give us some feedback. Comment rate us on itunes it seriously helps us a lot if you do that um it helps build the show so yeah uh, help us grow make us large so that maybe one day we could be at some con doing a panel and and doing a live show for you guys and yeah so there you go ladies and gentlemen so anyways we're not to take it away and that's my dog out there barking me take it away even though i opened it well no i mean if you have any last words um just thank you again for, if you're listening to this episode, thank you. We really appreciate it. We do this out of the kindness of our hearts and because we have nothing better else to do with our time, you know. I'm not saying that we have, that we're no lifers, but we love, love to entertain like me and Sanj always say. We love to just 
give you the knowledge or just to make you like make make your days more fun and enjoyable and happier stuff to look forward to that's what we like to do so um thank you for giving us the time and thank you for giving us something to do that we love yeah all right ladies and gentlemen so i think we've had plenty of time uh spending uh a good amount of time talking about this movie so i think it's time that we you know prance our way inside a delorean and travel back to the future prance (laughs) yeah started listening to like just old stuff that I used to listen to and I was like oh my god oh my god tell me about your mother (laughs) at the tender age of three I was hooked to a machine come on sing it just to keep no. my mouth from spouting junk. Thing. Must have took me for a fool. Cause they chucked me out of school. Cause the teacher knew I had the funk. <laughs> but tonight I'm on the edge. Come on, sing it. I am not singing. And they shut me in the fridge. Cause I'm burning up. Ha! You sound, I'm you mean, you're better up. at that. <laughs> keep on messing with my heart. And they're messing with my heart, rubbing me apart. What, did you see Goldbergs? No, I missed it. Oh, oh my God. Just know they did a trick on you. What happened? The whole commercial, it's, it's, it's a trick uh, with the video game. Let me see. Hold on. Let's see. The Goldbergs. They should have, like, full episodes online, so let's see. Watch the TV show Goldbergs. You got no choice, babe, but to move on. And you Muscles, know there's no to find, to see. And in the end, you know it's gonna be me. You can't deny. So just... Tell me why every little thing I do never seems enough for you. <laughs> me, 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 me. And my man. Maybe when you finally get to love somebody, guess what? It's gonna be me. <laughs> me. It's gonna be me. Ah. Uh, Awesome. It's gonna be May. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be <laughs> Tell me about your childhood. Just to keep my mouth from spouting junk. Ha! Must have took me for a fool. Cause they chucked me out of school. Cause the teacher knew I had the fun. But 
everyone sent here make sure to check out the brothers bear podcast live a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies cartoons video games comics tv music and everything else entertainment we are live every monday night at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern only on rantradionetwork.com hey 
Sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Lang's Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies. We'll also talk in recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it. Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.